Welcome to Speak Up Sister. We're your hosts, Jamie and Jody, and we are advocates for women of Christ discovering and using their voices. We're here to support you in speaking up and making vital contributions in your most crucial conversations. Come on in, take a seat. You're in the right place. So hopefully you had a chance to listen to last week's episode, which was our first interview with MacArthur Krishna. Today, we're going to be discussing speaking up um, with some reflections on the things that she brought that we felt were interesting and powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're going to combine some of her thoughts with uh, a pointed discussion on speaking up about religious beliefs. Yeah, that can be kind of a a sensitive topic Mm -hmm. and more and more so as time goes on. Yes. And that's what we kind of want to touch on a few things today about how how we can approach that, how we can think about um, our discussion of, of something that is profoundly and deeply personal to most of us. Yeah. You know, is yeah. what we believe about In, Jesus. Right, right, which we want to do. Right. But at the same time, we're also dealing with a climate that can be so- sometimes even volatile yes. about topics like that. Mm-hmm. Right, because they represent an uh, antithesis to, or they seem to represent yeah. antithesis to things that are becoming more accepted. And, and we, we just want to be able to, to do that in the way that, you know, keeping the Savior as our guide, the way he would do it. Yeah, yeah, Christ as the center. Yeah. Well, so let's just start this discussion with a great quote, and this is Joy D. Jones, who we love. Mm. She says, At some point, as as a disciple of Christ, you will be called upon to articulate what you know and believe. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of sobering. Yeah. To to really reflect on that. Right. Uh, Because, well, to me in particular, because I don't have an active practice of verbalizing, articulating those things. Sure. Uh, other than with my own family. And that is a great place to start, I might add. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I think it's the best place to start. Mm-hmm. So here's another one. This is our beloved Jeffrey R. Holland. You will one day find yourself called upon to defend your faith or perhaps even endure some personal abuse simply because you are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Such moments will require both courage and courtesy on your part okay Okay. so yeah elder holland is really bringing us into the necessity of honing this skill so that we can do it with courage and courtesy right and that's what the speaking up sees so that's everything we're trying to accomplish on this podcast yeah courage and courtesy we can speak up about important things but there are certain ways to do it Mm -hmm. where we can invite the spirit (laughs) so this is the whole point of everything we're trying to accomplish here Let's talk about some ways, um, what, what speaking up about our religious beliefs uh, can look like. Okay, I have a great experience to share about this just okay. right out the gate. Okay. Uh, so recently, Jeff and I were, were selling an old iPad that we had, uh, posted it on Craigslist, and some, it sat for a couple weeks, and then somebody called um, and was having a... Uh, on a on a trip, they were taking a trip. Their iPad broke, and they wanted to buy ours and take it with them on the way. So great setup, made arrangements to meet with this person, and 
Uh, she came to the door. We talked a little bit about some of her story. Uh, and she paid me. I handed her the iPad and shut the door and sent her on her way. And after I shut the door, the spirit spoke to me really strongly. And I just had this feeling like I should not take her money. Mm. Um, so I opened the door and stopped her. She was barely down the walk. Uh, and I just said, hey, I know, <laughs> I know this is kind of weird, but I feel really strongly like I should not take your money for this. So I don't, I don't understand this, but I, but I trust what I'm feeling. And I think God is really looking out for you and watching over you. So take the money, take the iPad, and just know that, that your path is being watched over. Ooh. So I, it oh, was awesome wow. because it all happened so fast that I didn't have a chance to overthink it. Yeah. I just was kind of describing in real time to her what was happening to me, which is I'm having this sudden impression. I feel like I shouldn't take the money. And it's clear to me that that comes from God. And so God loves you. And we even texted a little bit afterward. She was texting me saying, thank you so much. And I was like, sister, you're, you're being looked out for. This is, it's amazing. And I'm grateful that, that I could just be a part of you getting a chance to see that, that God really knows what's happening for you. Oh, okay. Can, can I, can I just dissect this a little yeah. um, before we move on from it? One of the things that I love about this story you tell Jody is that, well, first of all, it brings us into the next topic about not judging where we think people are in their testimonies oh. so that it, it inhibits what we're doing with ours. Oh, like just inferring that, that she might not be in a position to receive what I have to say about God. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. With talking about God at all, like, is that just taboo? Um, so you're making assumptions about her ability to receive it. So number one, you didn't go there, right? Yeah. And and then number two, I love that this story is just about you being who you were in that moment as a woman who loves Christ and honors that A, inspiration came from him and you were honoring that and then B, that he's guiding the process and then you just said that. Just say it out loud. We, you just said it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was such a profound experience in the moment that it didn't occur to me. And maybe that's the beauty of it. It didn't even occur to me that that maybe that could be like offensive to her. I just thought who would not want to know that God is looking out for their 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 path. Right. Most um, of us would want to know that, but our culture does not always encourage that type of free interchange yeah. on that subject yeah that's what it really comes down to mm -hmm. I think most of us that, that are women that love God in the church we're, we're very comfortable with that yeah but we don't always have a vocabulary that naturally comes to us in a variety of situations where we just say oh isn't God good right oh right. isn't the savior involved in this mm-hmm well it, it's interesting like as you say it that way, I'm recognizing that uh, I've had to develop some 
some ways of talking about that on purpose with some of my children who have not been interested in the gospel message. Mm. And so I've had to find ways to express what I see and, and what I understand and in ways that, that recognize and then just kind of let us go about our lives, you know, and hope that at some point it takes hold or, or there's a remembrance of that. So I, I think I've been on somewhat of a path of needing to uh, find ways to be expressive about it because it's not just a given in my home right now with all of my children. Oh, okay. I love that. Okay, so let's let's talk about a specific here. The first that I mentioned just a few minutes ago is in speaking up about our religious beliefs, we unconsciously make a judgment about where we think other people are. Oh, yeah. And I want to say, to begin with, let's not judge where anybody is. And I want to emphasize including in our homes. Right. We do not need to judge where our husbands are at in their testimonies. We don't need to judge where our kids are at or even make assumptions mm-hmm. about that. That we can we can have an awareness kind of maybe where we think they might be, but that should not hinder us speaking openly and and often about the savior's hand in every aspect of our lives. Oh, yeah. So it's bringing to mind that scripture. We talk of Christ. We rejoice in Christ. We preach of Christ. We prophesy of Christ and we write according to our prophecies. Mm-hmm. And so so speaking of Christ is the beginning of that. Yeah, that that's the segue into Christ being at the center, because the speaking of it then flows into the rejoicing, which flows into the sharing yeah. Um, can, can I just tell you about somebody who did this for me? Yeah. When I yeah. was living um, a couple years ago, our family made the decision to move overseas for me to do some graduate work. I was able to do that in the Middle East. While I was there, there was a, now I served a French speaking mission. So I have some French language and I say some because it's gotten rusty <laughs> and I didn't even know how rusty it had gotten until I met this wonderful woman from Cameroon showed up at church one day and did not speak English or Hebrew, but she spoke French. And so she, they said, oh, you know, we need a French speaker. And I helped do some translation and anyway, got to, got to know her. Well, um, through a series of very pointed spiritual experiences, the, the Lord, my husband had to go back to the U S he was doing some work there and was going to be gone for, um, I think it was seven weeks all told. And it was just at the, after he left, she needed a place to live. And so the Spirit invited me to invite her to come wow. live with, with our family, which she did. So I won't go too much into that experience, but we were... So here I am. She's on her own. She literally had nothing. She had just said, the Lord inspired me to come to Israel. He said somebody would be there to help me. Wow. And it's you. Wow. You know, and I'm, I'm saying, okay, well, which is... Fine. I know that when we help each other a lot, that these things just start to happen. Sure. But I was in the period, I was the person in a, I guess maybe in a position of power in this situation, right? It was my sure. home and my children. I'm older than she was, you know, is. And one day I'm sitting there, I'm in graduate school, I'm doing graduate work, I'm working, studying, and I just 
sigh really heavily mm. because I, I was really stressed out that one of my culminating projects was coming and, and I was very worried. It was the end of my tenure there. That's a lot. My husband have. wasn't there because we were, you know, we've got to move anyway. Yeah, a lot on your plate at Tons one time. on my plate. Mm -hmm. and, and she had regularly been expressing to me her, her gratitude that I would listen to that. And there were some times that I thought, and she says, oh, you've made my life so much better. And there was a time when I thought in my head, but now my life is heavier because it's another mm. person that I do worry about. Now, I don't need to maybe, but I do. Oh, it's yeah. just How another soul in my home. Mm -hmm. And so anyway... I'm just sitting there. I sigh heavily over my books, studying, studying, and she comes and puts her arms around me and says, why do you sigh like this? And I said, oh, I'm just, I'm heavy. And yeah. she says, why are you heavy? You know the Savior. Where's your testimony? <laughs> oh, Jody, what? she called me out. And I, you know, some of that's cultural, right? She just, sure. that's how she does it sure. in her culture. And maybe I wouldn't say it the same way. But she didn't let any assumptions about me, about who I was, where I came from, oh. hinder or even my position in providing her room and board to keep her from saying to me, why do you sigh? You know who the Savior is. Yeah, wow. I know. <laughs> so I, I just say, like, we, we don't know. And, and anybody even, hello, I'm active. <laughs> I right. show up at church each week. Right. But my testimony in that moment was struggling. And yeah, you were she reminded down. me. She was like, oh, hey, hey. Yeah. There was somebody to carry that burden. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Our speaking up when it is with and through the Savior. It, it can be, it can be in greatly enhance the testimonies of anyone in our lives, not just non-members, not right. just the struggling, but anyone. Yeah, that is profound. This is a big lesson that I'm learning in my home with some of my children because I have a tendency to make assumptions about where they are in their testimony and, and maybe they have even indicated to me a, the, a certain level of interest or lack of interest in participating or hearing about things. And so then I have a tendency to just, you know, think I need to can it. And yet, I want the spirit of Christ to flourish in my home. And it does flourish when we talk about him. Mm -hmm. I know. I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's why it's so delightful. And, and, not to give away the end of the podcast, sisters. <laughs> but when, when we speak about Christ, it helps all our others speaking up. All That's of it. That's why we're talking about this. Yes. Okay. But before we get there, let's, uh, I, I want to um, make a quick, uh, just link to what something that MacArthur said last week. Oh, Sister perfect. Krishna. She said, speaking up to your inner voice she talked, I mean, I'm talking about this in general, I guess I'm not quoting her, but she talked about speaking up to our inner voice, but the voice that's not helpful. Right. Okay. So just now when you were saying, mm -hmm. oh, I do this mental dance of, well, should I, shouldn't I, what, mm -hmm. to what degree? Yeah. That this is an opportunity for us to speak up to that inner voice and just remind ourselves that speaking up about the Savior 
is always going to bring the spirit and it will help any other speaking up even with situations that are tender or or resistant Mm -hmm. I love that connection that she made because I'm not always thinking about speaking up in terms of speaking up to the that voice in my head that 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 chatter that gives me trouble um and so yeah practicing speaking up to the voice that that wants to keep me from bringing the ultimate source of light out into the open is there's no better thing to practice really and and I want to say it is it's vital to do that with sensitivity and care because I I can go I can swing wide the other way and and begin to speak up about the savior and use it as a club oh and that's not going to be helpful to tender testimonies either heavens no (laughs) yeah no that's where yeah absolutely some awareness but clubs don't invite the spirit either and so right we're we're gonna have to to keep that awareness of oh is the spirit actually here in mm-hmm. this process mm-hmm. yeah thanks for that okay so in our desires and and willingness to speak up about our beliefs um first is just to, to not judge where other people are at about yep. it um and then the second is and this, this appeals specifically, and I'm just going to kind of talk about this, to our desires to be good missionaries, to share the gospel specifically, to resist the temptation to tell people what we think they should know, what oh. we want them to know. Okay, say some more about that. Okay, here's, here's an example. Um, in the third century, the churches at the time... You know, it's the 3rd century, 300 years after Christ. So the apostles have been martyred. The priest has been taken from the earth. The predominant teaching in churches there was that the final word had been said. Okay. And so when they started teaching that, it also accompanied the undercurrent was because everything has been said, everything that Jesus was going to say has been said. There was no more need to ask questions. Oh, yeah, and so right. When we stop asking questions, revelation stops. Sure. Okay. So instead of us telling people what we think they should know, you know, we see someone and or are they not members of our church? Or let, let me tell you about my church. Sure. Or even to my child, let me tell you about the Savior and the testimony that you should have. Yeah. It's much better to invite questions because questions are what are answered. And God, this is what I love because, you know, after years of the gospel and and the priesthood not being on the earth, Joseph Smith took it upon himself to ask a question. And God was so like personally came down to answer it. That's how much he wants to answer our questions. Oh, wow. I love that. Right? So... After that experience, Joseph quit asking questions for three years. And then when he approached Maron, I mean, approached uh, Heavenly Father again, he said essentially, you know, I'm sorry I've been out of touch. And I'm just checking to see is the ball in my court? (laughs) Like, what am I, what's going on? And immediately Moroni came. 
And that's when Moroni said, okay, now let's, there's another step here. So understanding the process of question asking then helps us in our teaching of the gospel. If we want to teach it, whether it's to non-member friends, co-workers, family members, whatever that is, however we feel inspired to share the gospel, one of the best things we can do is invite people to ask questions. So when people say things like, oh, you know, are you, are you a Mormon? Right. You know, then we say things like, oh, what have you heard about the church? Or what do you know? Or what are your thoughts about religion? Period. Mm-hmm. It's just a really great way for those of us who feel a strong desire to be good missionaries. That we want to share the gospel, but we don't always know how to speak up about it. Yeah. Think of ways that you can ask questions. Yeah. Okay. I want to develop that just a little bit because this is a big piece. Mm -hmm. um, we can even, we can ask questions that elicit questions. That, so that when somebody is sharing something about what's important in their life, we can say things like, oh, tell me why that's important to you. Or I noticed that you feel really strongly about your relationship with your daughter. Uh, what does that mean to you? Or Those are great. Um, yeah. uh, sometimes just tell me more, right? Yes, tell me more. We love that. Back from our listening podcast. Uh -huh. <laughs> the best question to ask. Tell me more. Or statement to, to say. Yeah. But that invites... Um, in, in fact, MacArthur addressed this in, in the story she told about her parents as she was growing up and sitting at the kitchen table. Her parents would often say to the kids, what do you think about that? What oh, do you think right. about how this would affect you or how this might affect other people? Or what are your thoughts on this issue that's coming up? Um, even just drawing people out with questions can give you uh, and them a chance to, to divulge things that, that lie at the heart of the matter. And, and that's where the, the Savior's answers are. Yes. I will add one more thing in the story of Joseph Smith asking questions, and that is even in the process of him teaching about the, the Book of Mormon and the importance of it and the time to wait and all that, mm -hmm. uh, Joseph was asking certain questions to which the Lord responded, I can't answer that now. So there okay, are right. things that he will not answer for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. but, but I believe deeply in heavenly parents who want us to ask. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was Elder Neal A. Maxwell that said, uh, to anybody seeking, it becomes obvious that our heavenly parents are eager to give away the mysteries of the kingdom. Yeah. They want to give us light and knowledge and answers. So, yeah. So even if the, he has to say no to some things, there's other things that, that Heavenly Father's going to say yes to, and we can reach out for those and encourage others using our speaking up in the same way to ask their own questions. Okay. Yeah. So, so that let's take this now to the, the final part in this process in our desire to be to speak up well to speak up articulately to defend our beliefs but to also share our beliefs speaking up about christ helps our speaking up in general oh it does 
I, I, and this just stems from the testimony that Christ enlarges everything. So if we want to be better about speaking up, the only and the best place to start is about speaking up about him. Yeah. So there's actually a really great practice that you can implement that can help this process. Oh, cool. Uh, and some people have, have, have done this in terms of uh, a gratitude journal. For me, this is a little bit different. Uh, but this is a term that was coined by Martin Seligman, who is uh, a big researcher in psychology all around uh, positive psychology. And uh, he called it Wentwells. Oh. But at the end of every day, you can just sit down and reflect on what went well that day. Oh, oh cool. And make a record of what went well because all good things come from God. Yes. And so when things go well, you can remember them and record them and begin building a habit in your mind and heart of looking for and seeing and noticing the times when heavenly hands are reaching out to you. Oh, I love that. And when that happens, when that becomes a more a part of who you are, then you have a well to draw from when you want to talk about the Lord in your life. Oh. They see me. They know that this thing is so important to me, and it happened, and it fell into place at just the right time. And nobody else in the world would care or notice, but it reaches me deeply. I'm loved. And because I know I'm loved and have had that experience with God, I know he loves you. And that you can have those experiences with him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. it can just... Think about our missionary us. work on all levels, for all people and all testimonies, how great that would be to see everything in that way. Yeah. And it would also prime us beautifully for difficult conversations. Yes. Yeah. Because it would put us in a place to have the spirit of gratitude and seeing the Lord's light, light and, and hand and, and then put us in a place to talk about hard things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and have good learning experiences. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that, Jody. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. Well, and we had a, such a great example from MacArthur in our last episode. I know, I know we did, and didn't we? Yeah, oh. she's, she is a fantastic representation of what this can look like, what this is embodied. Yeah. Um, and I love what she said, engaging with the world requires speaking up. Right. And, and that this is all a part of that. We want to develop these skills and specifically these skills centered in Jesus Christ so that we can engage with the world and change the world. Well, and I don't know about you, Jody, but I want to engage as my whole person. Oh. And that means that I am a, I'm a daughter of heavenly parents. And I am, I am a believer in Jesus Christ, and I try to model. I can't, you know, I, I don't want to engage in pieces. I want to engage with my whole self. And so the only way I can do that is to engage and by speaking up about the Savior. Right. And it's just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and she said it at the very beginning. I don't know if you remember that part of our podcast when we were just talking with her in general about what she's brought to the world and then she just said oh it's it's not me this yeah. comes from God and 
yeah. just took her testimony right there said this is this is where it comes from this is where and then i'm just putting it out there yeah you know, i'm a conduit I yeah <laughs> i loved it like you know i i didn't anyway i just didn't get the sense that she was filtering or thinking about her audience or who she just talks about her her work and and her creativity as coming from god and being expressed in and through him and yeah. so I just, I got a lot of inspiration to continue doing that myself. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that example from her. Okay, so looking back in terms of speaking up about our religious beliefs, we want to bring a spirit of no judgment to the people in our lives. No assumptions about where we think they are or what we think should be said. We just want to tune in to, to the spirit of the Lord so that we can be free in sharing. Mm -hmm. And we want to resist the temptation to tell, to tell people where it's at, as opposed to asking questions and inviting them to share where things are at for them. And finally, we want to make sure that our speaking up centers in speaking up about Christ. Yes. Because that magnifies all areas. Oh, I love it, Jody. I love it. So friends, hopefully in this podcast, you heard a story, a comment, a scripture, something that really resonated with you that can give you strength and clarity wherever you are on your speak up journey. And as you are seeking to speak up about your religious beliefs, we hope that you can draw on some of this information to, to give you confidence and a connection to the Savior so that you can have strength in speaking up about these powerful and important things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll just add my own testimony to this. When the Savior is in our speaking up, then we will speak up as he would have us do. Mm -hmm. True. We love you guys. Yes. We're so grateful that you come on and, and share this time with us. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for sharing us with your friends and family. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Thank you for just being with us on this journey. Yeah, it's so great to be with you in this community. Yeah. So carry on in your Speak Up efforts, and we'll meet up with you back here again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.